0: Goodness, here we are again, Cleveland. Another episode, another week went by. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Limitless Otaku. My name is Steve. I will be your host, and we are going to be talking about Stormweaver Part Three. We're going to continue. We're going to continue on the journey that is Raiden's Ward adventure to become the world's best cad fighter, and he will achieve this goal. And if he doesn't, I will tear up the book.
1: Let's go a little bit farther. This is his journey on becoming a literal god
0: (laughs) if if he is not floating and having angels sing his entrance music i will not like the book anymore
1: like like i'm I'm not gonna lie dude like you know me i've read too much shit that i can count dude i have numerous characters that i adore and raiden wards like at the top of the list man this motherfucker is scary like
0: yeah no and even like the fact that like his name means like the god of lightning right
1: is cheeto and then cheeto she- means seed
0: yeah no it's like it's like all these weird like it's like the fact that his name is from a japanese descent his cat is from a japanese descent name and it's like all these weird connections i'm like this is just too perfectly planned and it has to mean something
1: bro. without a doubt like um Uh, Well, actually, I don't want to say that because it'll be a spoiler, but um, we'll get into it later when you get to that part. But, like, remember what you just said about, like, the connection there.
0: Yeah, no, like, I'm, I'm definitely getting more and more into this and, like i i was starting to listen a little bit past uh where we're gonna talk to today and i was just like i need to like slow down because like i'm trying to like actually take notes so when we go back to talk about other chapters i don't have to re-listen to them all over again yeah (laughs) but even like even listening to them for like a third time it's not you always catch something new which i really like absolutely Um, but but you know what it is too like this series
1: is so good for me is that sometimes I'll like go back to read something that, you know, I, I feel like I need another read at to fully understand, but then I'll get distracted by another element that I missed beforehand. <laughs> and I'll be like, wait, know, Why I, did I come back to read this again?
0: I feel like I'm going to turn into one of those literature students who like ha- highlights in their books and like has like all the writing and their margins and shit oh, where God. you can't even like read the book anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, going to like, I'm going to only highlight things that reference like, um, uh, valera dent and then i'm gonna have a different color for just things that reference to catcher because he's my favorite dude, and then i know I'm gonna have exactly another, what you're I'm talking about have all of these goddamn colors and it's gonna get to the point where the book just falls apart <laughs> i'm gonna buy another copy and do the exact same damn thing again and i'm <laughs> like, just gonna have like remnants of the book in my house like i'm gonna look like a crazy person like, and, like, like an onlooker
1: gonna... like will look at you like dude are you reading the story or did you fucking write the story
0: like what is all this edit <laughs> shit in here <laughs> <laughs> it's like i have my own fanfic series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. good stuff! But no, uh, before we get into the great story that is Stormweaver Part One, um, what have you been up to, Clevo? What have you been doing? Uh, uh same old, same old. I'm
1: working out a little bit more. Uh, uh kind of got my workout regimen up to like six days a week. Um, it used to be around like three to four, but over the past like month or so, I've been able to get myself into like a good zone to where like I'm now consistently doing it like six days a week um so I've been kind of focused on that and then uh in terms of like what like fantasy shit I'm kind of into or recently been kind of getting into I'm still reading Duke Pendragon dude this is a long ass fucking story
0: what is this like another one that has like a thousand chapters that i'm never going to be able to catch up on
1: yeah I, it, it's it's a lot of chapters i don't i don't know exactly how many i'm kind of like reading it chapter by chapter like pr- like not wanting to know exactly how many are there <laughs> just kind of like going through it um but it's a lot it's a finished series so it's not like ongoing so there is an end you know at, there is a light at the end of the tunnel but um right now i'm on chapter like 190 so that should probably oh, okay. let you kinda know.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's definitely a little I'm
1: bit in chapter one hundred ninety and I'm not close to finishing.
0: Okay, okay. Definitely gonna have to put this on my list of things I'm never gonna catch up on. <laughs> well it's a um, light novel, to be fair, so the chapters are smaller. Yeah, which I actually really enjoy about, like, especially even with um, Iron Prince, like the chapters are not heavy. Like, I feel like they're like, what, like 10 pages max? Yeah, um,
1: yeah, exactly. And um, he does a really good job, uh, Bryce O'Connor and Luke Chimalinko, they do a really good job of like, not treating because there are some authors that literally treat like every chapter equal in terms of like the length where he's like, no, "No." these guys are like, no, like there are certain chapters that are going to be more important than other chapters. And those chapters are going to be longer. They're going to be some shorter chapters. They're going to be some longer ones. Like I, I like that kind of just like open honesty about like the weight that each chapter holds.
0: Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Um, but out of curiosity, cause like for me, I've always been somebody who has wanted to get more into, you know, working out. Um, like the most I ever do is I like go to the gym and just walk on a treadmill or go on an elliptical. Yeah. Um, but when you say you're working out like six days a week, are you like, or are you like pumping iron, or like, are you just doing like cardio shit? Like, wh- what does your workout regimen kind of look
1: like? Um, yeah. So I actually don't like actually lift weights. Uh, I haven't lifted weights for years. Uh, I haven't lifted weights since college, uh, and the reason why though, and, and this is gonna, ugh, I hate explaining this to people. Um, not. Not because, like, I'm uncomfortable with it, but, like, I hate – it makes me sound like an asshole. But it's just fucking true. So I'm just going to say it. I don't like lifting weights because, like, it makes me way too bulky. And, like, I know that's the main point claim. Is, That's, like, a but, myth like... and, like – more so with women than men. But, like, there's this huge argument where people will be like, don't – there's this myth that, like, if you lift weights, you'll look too bulky. And, like, particularly with women, they try to, like, encourage them to lift weights. But – some women don't want to because they think it'll make them too bulky. So there's a lot of people that try to like convince them otherwise. And I'm not disagreeing with those people. It, I do think there's um, like, there's a way that you can get that like slimmer kind of sleek look while lifting weights. But also like we have to understand that everybody has different bodies and people's bodies react differently to certain types of training and my body specifically. Like um, I lifted weights the, the summer Uh, I want to say like a year for like a full year leading up to my freshman year of college. And then like the summer right before I left for college, I really like went ham on it because like I'm hearing all these rumors about University of Arizona and it's like party school and pool parties all year round and like all this shit. So I'm like feeling super self-conscious, you know, I'm going like extra ham in the gym and like, I ended up getting way too bulky, like, huge, like, huge to the point where, like, people were being, like, afraid of me. Like, I remember my first night in the dorm, uh, I, like, went to the bathroom or something, and I had, like, shorts on because it was, like, late at night, but I didn't have a shirt on. So, like, I went to the bathroom to, like, wash my face and get ready for bed, and I remember... Um, the door, my ne- or my next door, well, the, your dorm version of a neighbor, like, yeah, <laughs> no, dorm, I their you're... door was wide open. And there were a lot of people in the, his room, like, talking. And they were loud. You know, it's the first day. They're excited. Like, I didn't give a shit. And I, I walk by Steven, and they're all talking, like, loud as hell. And the moment I walk by, it goes fucking dead silent. Oh, like, you no. can hear a fucking pin drop, dude. And I'm like, what the? Is it something I said? Like, I didn't say shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? And so, obviously, literally, like, maybe within like two days I ended up becoming really good friends with those guys and and so like we got to the point where like we were comfortable like tell each other like our honest feelings and they were like yo dude we're not gonna lie dude that first day like you were in the dorm like you terrified us bro (laughs) because like like we just you just walked by we just see like this serious looking swole ass motherfucker like
0: you walk by (laughs)
1: like what the fuck is going on and that always like subconsciously kind of stuck with me to the point where it was just like it made me like like before, I even realized it. It made me like internally not want to lift weights and have that bulky look until I consciously like acknowledged, like, yeah, dude, I don't want the bulky look, and I don't like the way that lifting weights kind of makes my body look. So I don't lift weights anymore. Um, I mainly do like P ninety X like um, interval training sort of
0: stuff. Okay, yeah, no, because like I've done I've done a little bit of P ninety X. I did it like when I lived in colorado for a couple of years and i i did that and i i could get behind doing that because that's like because i think back then it was about an hour long but now they have like p ninety thirty or something like that where it's mm-hmm. like only 30 minutes which is pretty which is a lot better but like i've never i used to quote unquote lift with one of my roommates in college Mm -hmm. and like it was fine but at the end of the day it was like it kind of came down to like oh I just need to hit this max rep and that was his big thing yeah whereas for me I wasn't at that point I wasn't sitting there trying to you know bench hunt like you know 200 pound dumbbell weights just for fun it was like I was you know I was just trying to get dinner and i didn't want to be you know the big bulky dude anymore and so it was kind of right it was we were were in the gym for two very different reasons
1: no no i I completely i completely get what you're saying and like for me too also there's like a there's like a level of inconvenience um unless you're doing working out at home when you're working out at the gym there's like a level of inconvenience lifting weights because you gotta wait for all these different fuckers to like Use, you know, like use the equipment, like finish their reps, go somewhere else. Like then while you're doing it, you know, you got like 11 people breathing down your neck waiting for you to finish. And it's like with interval training, you don't really have to worry about that because interval training is so creative that you can literally come up with your own versions of interval training
0: yeah so you can pretty much manipulate it to what's available and exactly exactly Dude, that's
1: the perfect way to put it and so like when i go to like if i go to the gym like i'm not panicked on who's using what all i need is a room with a fucking mat like pull-up bars near me bring some dumbbells and like i'll figure out some shit
0: yeah no and like that's that's something i've been like so jealous on because there's so many people who can do that but for me like i definitely need someone to tell me what to do what to do right um even after, like, I think I had a trainer for a little bit and she like wrote down, you know, you know, you do this and then you do this. And like she, it was where very well written out. Um, but for some reason, I would go and try to do it. I'd be like, I don't remember what this, move what this is. Or, I don't remember said. how to do this. And, yeah, like, I just I would just get I would just get fed up. And so, like, that's like my big thing is like, I just generally try to do more cardio, but like, right. I definitely need to start doing more like hit training, like you're talking about. And
1: um, well, th- well, that's probably- the thing too, Steven is like, um, like, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Cause I used to be like that too, where it was like, I don't know what to do. And, and to be fair, like you're kind of, you know, you know, you're off in Wisconsin, kind of not near, you know, the people that, you know, you would like to hang out with, I'll, I'll, other than like your lovely wife, of course. Um, exactly. But you're not with like the homies, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Exactly. If you were, it could be, it would be a lot easier because you know it could be something where you're like, okay, I don't really know what to do, but like let me call up Cleveland. Hey, do you want to go to the gym together and you can help me, you know, figure out what I can do. And it's like yeah. when you have that other mm-hmm. that wingman to like go to the gym with, like it does help you when that other person is like knowledgeable and has been doing it for a while, because that's how I figured out what interval training to do is I actually had a friend. Um, he lives in Ohio now, but I had a friend who is actually a trainer, like at like he became a trainer. He wasn't a trainer at the time that we first started working out, but now he is. And he kind of schooled me on like what workouts to do. And we would when we would go to the gym, he would kind of guide me until he understood like, OK, Cleveland understands it on his
0: own, like he's got it now yeah no that, that, that's awesome um so like i wish
1: i could be that dude for you but it's like you're in wisconsin
0: <laughs> yeah no it's it's a bit hard and it's hard to do it over you know zoom and whatever right. but um, yeah no I, it's, it's definitely something that like one big project my wife and i really want to do is our basement is pretty much like the traditional what a basement used to be back you know 100 years ago because that's how old this house is okay um well the, the foundation of the house they right right they, they pretty much tore everything else out um anyway and so like there isn't much space down there but there is a small section that we could potentially turn into a gym okay even if it's like an elliptical or like a treadmill just something we could do at home so we wouldn't have to go anywhere yeah uh, but first we have to actually get our like basement like wrapped and cleaned because it is pretty much a dirt basement at this point right and so we have to wait until that gets fixed and then we may Potentially be able to put out some, like, you know, workout mats on the floor and actually start being able to work it out in our basement. Yeah. Which would be pretty awesome because then I could possibly start, you know, putting in more, um, seeing if I could, like, actually put like hooks into like the joists and seeing if I could, well, that's, like, you know, put that's actually, on.
1: yeah, no, that's actually what I did with my place. Like, um, I ended up, well, I actually had to get permission first to make sure it's okay. But once like I got the okay that it was okay, like, um, that's what I started to do is like, I actually have like hooks set up for like pull up bars and like shit like that. Um, and what I ended up doing is, you know, like I would go to the gym to do like interval training all the time, but I started to realize and like, as like the COVID reality started to get like more serious, um, yeah. I realized like, it would be more beneficial for me to, like, set up a workout area in my place, get a mat, get all the equipment myself, and then I can just do interval, tra- interval training at home, and then if there's something specific that I can only get at the gym, like, on those days, I'll go work out at the gym, so I actually work out the majority of my time at home, like, out of, like, the, like, out of, like, the six days I work out, it's probably four days at home, two days at the gym.
0: Oh, yeah, no, and I think, I think that's probably a really good balance, so that way you can actually get, you know best of both worlds yeah
1: Um, i i and i just like you don't have to worry about waiting for shit and you know running into people and you always get those weird people that are like super paranoid about other people staring at them and then you accidentally glance their way because they happen to be walking in like the direction you're looking and they look back at you like you're fucking like stalking them or some shit and you're like dude i'm literally looking at the tv that you just walked by
0: How dare you look at that TV, you pervert. Dude, I've had Um, people literally,
1: like, I've been on a machine, like, looking at myself in the mirror doing a workout, and I've had people come sit, like, stand directly in front of me. Like, I mean, like, to the point where I can't see the mirror anymore. And start doing, like, squat exercises, and then will look back at me like, are you looking at me doing squats? And I'm like, no, your fucking (laughs) squats are in my face
0: it's like who would do that be like okay this guy i'm gonna be two feet in front of him doing squats and if he looks at me i'm gonna yell at him it's right like, it, dude it, it's like some it, people are just like so much in their own head they don't think about what they're doing right. and then they realize that the situation that they put themselves in and they're like oh whoopsies
1: <laughs> You're right. And it, it dude it, it, it irritates me i never say anything like you know me Steve. i'm good at holding in my temper but like yeah. I, mm-hmm. I i always think in my head like i am literally just minding my own business you're the one that's disrupting me right now
0: yeah, no, that was that was always the hilarious thing. Whenever I work, when I worked out as a custodian at a at a college uh, gym, the number of people who came in to actually work out was so much higher. <laughs> actually, was 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 fairly low, and then the other people who I like to say were coming in to find a mate. Oh yeah, um, uh-huh. would come in with like it smelled like they swam in a bathtub of perfume, and with all this makeup on and. There would also be guys who would come in and do the exact same thing. They would always like walk around the gym way too much. Yeah. And find like the machine that was right next to the right girl. And I'm like, dude, this is not, no, this is not where you make your move, buddy. This is, this is the worst place to pick up girls. Like, it's not going to end well for you. Right. You should try somewhere else the dude. coffee shop, the cafeteria, anywhere else but at the fucking gym. It, it, dude, and it's like for me too, like, like
1: I, I can't fathom, like, I get it. You'll see an attractive, you'll see an attractive girl. You know, she's probably showing a decent amount of skin because they're at the gym and, like, they're doing workouts that probably put them in, you know, poses where fucking perverts who, you know, think about sex 24-7 are sexualizing yeah. them. Um, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, for me, dude, if I'm going to approach a girl that, like, I'm really feeling, like, I need to do so knowing that, like, me, myself, I'm, like, looking, like, a 10 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like, my my outfit's sharp, you know, like... You know, my skin's looking good. You know, like my hair's looking good. Like, I need to be confident to go up to them. Like, being sweaty, wearing like shirts with holes in them at the gym. Like, nah, I'm not going near anyone.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it was just one of the more comical things I got to witness while I worked there. Right. Or, or like, dude, e- or those
1: dudes that like literally will be dead silent for 95% of their time. And then the moment a hot girl walks by, all of a sudden they're.
0: <laughs> We, we called those ones the monkeys um there was legitimately an area in our gym that we called the venice beach which was where all the free weights were and it would be dead silent from like six in the morning until nine o'clock and nine o'clock was normally when majority of everyone else would come in because you know a lot of people would try to come in like the the hardcore lifters would show up at like right when the doors opened and would stay for two hours or whatever yeah and it would be dead silent all day long you could hear the music in the gym It it was fine the moment nine o'clock hit it's like a pack of monkeys broke out oh in the gym because it was just like <laughs> i was like oh my god what the fuck is happening such a i just don't understand and i just like every day i was just like well that's they're so strong i'm right. glad for them
1: dude and, 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 and dude and i've seen some really fucking scary shit happen to chicks at the gym like Like, really weird shit where, like, a girl is working out and a dude where, like, it's clear to an onlooker, like, they don't know each other. Like, a dude will just, like, come up to her, like, mid-workout and, like, try to, like, get at her. And then if she, like, refuses him, like, I've literally seen, like, dudes, like, yell profanity at chicks at the gym. Because, like, they didn't get, like, the reception they were hoping for. I just, I... And I'm just like, dude, what fucking world do you live in? Like, oh, yeah, man. That girl that's, like, super sweaty, breathing really hard, got a mean mug look on her face because she's literally pushing her body to her physical limit. Like, this is the perfect time to approach her.
0: (laughs) And, like, nowadays, it's like everyone wears headphones. It's like I don't even – like, if I see somebody wearing headphones, it means leave him the fuck alone. It doesn't mean, hey, "Hey, let's go have a drink. Preach, bro. Preach. It's It should be – it's like if you see a girl at a gym – and she's wearing headphones leave her the fuck alone she Seriously. Does, she's not there to meet anybody unless you know maybe if you saw each other and you're like you know you're changing your shoes and you're at the bench or whatever you could just say hey how's it going like you know a nice little greeting it's not when she's in the middle of a fucking set no that you're like hey how's your day no, bad timing. not a good time. No and, and it's so funny
1: because like there's always this group that will think that like when you say shit like that that you're just like bashing men because men tend to do that creepy shit more than women. but like nobody's bashing anyone. anyone who does it from any gender is fucking creepy that does that shit. but it's just in my experience, like in terms of approaching someone in a public space, women have always just been better at it than men. Like they just like, they understand situations and when to like approach people just better than men. And I have like the perfect example of when it, the only time in my life that it's ever happened to me at the gym, I was in college and I was lifting weights. I forgot. I was like, no, I wasn't even lifting weights. I was like on one of the machines. I forgot which machine it was. It was the one where like, it like works your back. Uh, where like, you know, you're like, you're sitting down and you kind of, push your arms forward and you're like lifting weights as you do that
0: oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah right, so right. i
1: was doing that and i stopped and when i stopped i don't know why like the hairs on the back of my neck just like stood up like i could tell someone was glaring at me and i turn and like literally like straight down the hall like on the, like the opposite end of the room there's two girls and they're just staring at me with like their jaws dropped like <laughs> like, like slack jawed and i'm just like like like, maybe they're looking at someone else. I don't know. I, I hope they're not looking at me because, like, I'm really sweating yeah. and disgusting right now. And, like, this is making me, like, uncomfortable. So, like, I kind of, like, ignored them and, like, I kept working out. So, um, as of like, once, like, the workout was over and as I was leaving the gym, I was working out with uh, another buddy. And we were in the parking lot heading to his car. And as we were heading to his car, the two girls come out and they, like, come up to us. And they, like, greet themselves. And, like, one of the girls that wanted to talk to me, she's, like, she told me her name and everything. And she's, like, hey, sorry, um, I, I wanted to say something to you, but I didn't want to, like, you know, disrupt you while you were working out. But, like, um, she's, like, are, are you in blah, blah, blah dorm? And I'm, like, yeah, why? And she's, like, oh, we're in the same dorm. And she's, like, that's where I recognize you. And I was, like, oh, okay. And, like, we ended up chatting and stuff. And, like, uh, we eventually ended up going out on a date. But, like, the way that she handled it was, like, the right way you do it. Like, she was just like, all right, like, I'm not going to disturb him now. I'm pretty sure I know where I know him from, but, like, I'm not going to disturb him now. Like, if I catch him in the parking lot, cool. If not, like, I'm still not going to make an ass out of myself to, like, disrupt him now just for the sake of knowing, like, I'm not sure when I'll see him again.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's, I don't know. Like, I guess we went on kind of like a long diatribe about this. But, like, at the end of the day... If you're at the gym, people wearing headphones, leave them the goddamn alone. Hey, this That's is
1: something new for our <laughs> podcast. Anyone who listens, no, you know, no. in the beginning, we just ran about random shit.
0: We do, and this just happens to be this one. Yeah. Um But uh, quickly, what I've been going over what have what have I been doing? I've been reading the book over and over again. Been reading reading the reading, book. Reading the <laughs> book. I've been I've been reading Iron Prince again. I don't again. Know why, the
1: way you just said that was so funny. I've been reading, <laughs> I've been reading I've the read book.
0: Read- <laughs> I've been reading the book. I've been doing my job. Just sound like a fucking idiot. Um, but no, uh, so I've just been reading Iron Prince. Um, I haven't really been watching anything. Like I want to like I keep watching Cowboy Bebop on and off. Um, but like it's just not keeping my attention. As dude, much you got to you you gotta,
1: you gotta start Demon Slayer season two.
0: But dude, I read it all.
1: Right, but, like, you need to watch it, dude. The, like, the studio, like, of oh, oof, what is it, Unfotable or Ufotable or some shit like that? I think that's the name of the studio. No, Man, they are right. doing their damn thing in this season. Like, the anime looks fucking spectacular.
0: Okay, you know what? From now on, every week, Cleveland's going to give me a to-do list. And going to tell me what I need to watch and what I need to read. And then I'm going to come back the next week, and I'm going to tell you whether or not I did my homework assignment. And then by the end bro, of the year, I'll bro. have
1: a Like, if I was in front of you right now, I would smack you, front hand and backhand. Like, we Dude, got season two of Demon Slayer and the it. final season of Attack on Titan. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Steven?
0: Well, you know... <laughs> I have a lot of self-loathing to do. I like to look <laughs> in the mirror and cry. Actually, to be I'm honest with you, the Tackle Titans
1: will probably depress the shit out of you right
0: now. <laughs> oh my god! I did, like, and that's another one. Like, I keep like hearing about. It, I was like, I gotta watch that, and then I was like, I gotta watch Boba Fett on Disney Plus. Oh, I, I haven't watched watch
1: that too. I gotta watch that as well. I gotta I watch a, like, a lot of the Disney Plus shows. Oh I gotta god, watch dude. all of them. Actually,
0: all of them. I haven't watched. I haven't watched. I haven't watched the the. I haven't watched Vision. No, I didn't watch that I didn't watch um, Loki. I didn't watch Loki. I didn't watch Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye. I didn't watch. I, we, we're horrible people. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We don't. Do <laughs> I got to watch
1: all that. No, life. I plan on watching it, but you know what I'm doing, dude? I'm waiting until we get closer to the. Uh, um, I can't believe I just forgot his fucking name. We were literally just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Um, the, it, the, the, the dude with like the crazy Egyptian powers.
0: Yeah, that dude, the dude who does the thing, who does... The his dude management. Oscar Isaac is playing. <laughs> Moon Knight. Moon
1: Knight, yes! Moon Knight, yeah. That, once we get closer to that, I'm just gonna binge all of them leading up to Moon Knight.
0: There is one thing on Disney Plus I would recommend everyone to watch. Um, it's called, I think it's actually called Visions, but it's not about Vision, the character. It's, it's about It's about Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's all about glasses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like they're short little like animated Star Wars movies. Oh, it's dope. And, and like if, if you've ever seen the the TV show Love, Sex, and Robots.
1: Oh, yeah. On season Netflix, one was
0: it's fire. Very, season one was amazing. Um, it's very similar to that same setup where they just do like little short snippets. Okay. From the Star Wars universe. And it is so cool. Like I loved watching it. Dude, um, that, I'm that one s- I would recommend because they're like five minute episodes like they're very short dude, i'm like, such a fucking
1: millennial short. dude every time i hear someone say sh- anime shorts you know what i think about i think about fucking robot chicken god damn like me, is that no, not the most millennial say. shit ever? <laughs> oh
0: my god robot chicken dude i remember i used to like it used to come on late on uh adult swim <laughs> yep I, I never got behind Robot Chicken. That was I like loved Robot Chicken, dude. dude. That was Stimpy. my shit. Did you watch Ren and Stimpy?
1: No, but I heard of
0: it. Oh my god, it's the exact same thing, dude. You would fucking love it. Um... It's, it's legitimately animated almost the same way, but just more, I would say, grotesque, I would think, would be the best way to put it.
1: Oh, oh yeah, that sounds about it's, right. It's,
0: it's, it's a very dark humor show, and I didn't. I don't understand why I watch it as a joke. I
1: love dark humor, though. Dark humor is the best. That's that's the my favorite type of humor, unfortunately, for I know, but people yeah, who hang yeah, out with like me. I don't
0: like all my self-deprecating humor. Right, dude. Like, you know dude. how hard I work <laughs> on that? hours every night pitching it to my wife seeing if she hates it and if she hates it it means you'll love it that's how i do
1: my dude i can't tell you how many times like i've heard like a really crude joke and i don't mean crude in terms of like shit that's like super offensive to be funny because like i don't really think there's a lot of creative thought that goes into that yeah i like jokes where there's like creativity into it and that's why dark humor there's there's a lot of creativity because it it does take creativity to talk about some shit that's really dark but make it funny you know what i mean
0: yeah exactly so
1: like uh like i'll hear like a really crude dark joke like (laughs) i'll be with someone that's like super like flabbergasted by it or just like appalled by it and i'll be like and i'll kind of like tell like yeah i feel you but in my head i'll be like eternally smiling.
0: Oh, that was very funny. <laughs> it's like, yes. That's when the, that's when he becomes Darth Sidious. Yeah. He's like, yes, yes. <laughs> More of that, please. More. Come to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> righty. Well, um, as we continue on with our adventure with the joyous book that is Iron Prince, um Stormweaver. Was- Stormweaver. Uh, so the oh, reason I think of it is like uh dragon force song <laughs> does anyone else do that I'm fucking just like dragon like, force do not laugh at dragon force dragon force is fucking dope as shit <laughs> no i i love it i just like out of all the things to hear you say like i was not expecting to hear dragon
1: force like
0: well what do, do i can't i guess i could also compare it to power wolf you want to talk about oh, like heavy oh, metal the metal werewolf songs those things are fucking dope Um, I've become a weird person since I've moved out here. I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) Uh, but last time we left Raiden and the gang, um, he had just, um, I think he was like on a ship to go to Galen's Institute. So he was like on his way. He was leaving Astra three, I believe is his home planet. And I don't think he had ever actually left Astra. Did he? No, he's never left. So like, he is going like goo goo gaga over space. But, but like, this to, is the first time I've ever actually seen space.
1: But to be fair, like he, uh, like he is going Goo ga like he said. And he's like at first he's self conscious about it, but then he sees Viv, and she's like just as like stunned by it. And she's someone who comes from a very wealthy family, and she's been like all over the place. And he's like, okay, she's traveled a lot, and if she's excited, like I'm allowed to be excited.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, which I, which I, th- they're like how they like vibe off of each other. Is so awesome because you always would think like one of them would try to be like, No, you need to act cool, stop being dorky and weird. Yeah. Where 90% of the time she just rolls her eyes and just calls him a fanboy. Yeah. And he just lets him keep being a complete idiot the entire time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. No, no, for real. Like that's spot on. But like, I really love their dynamic and I love how, like, they are truly just friends, like truly, like, like Viv is a very attractive person, the way that she's described, like, I'm not gonna lie, like now, like, if she were in real life, I'd be like, okay, nah, I, 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 I think we're a little, you know, like, I think you're a little too young for me. But like, if I were a student at that academy, like just turned 18, and I'm at that at Galen's, like, I definitely would have had a hardcore crush on Viv, like, there's no way I wouldn't. And at the same time, Viv, like despite Ray's like short stature, she mentions multiple times that he's handsome in the face. Yet, yeah, even like, the like, thought you, of them like dating, when people joke about it, they both get like super grossed out by it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because like they've they've pretty much grown up together, and they look at each other more as siblings. Because Ray Ray didn't have a family at all, and right. so the first friend he ever made i'm pretty sure he kind of hooked onto that and tried to keep connections wherever he could
1: yeah it's just like Um, every time they describe viv about how like her brown curly hair just like is perfectly in place regardless of when she fights i just like
0: inhale like deeply because like dude i'm a sucker for chicks with curly hair yeah, Cleveland's over there just fanning himself. Just be like, I do believe I'm getting the vapors.
1: <laughs> um, I just, like, think in my head, I'm like, man, dude, if I was a student at that academy, like, me and Logan Grant, we'd definitely be having to throw hands. <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> like, i have to tell Ray to move his ass over because I'm taking Logan out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but speaking of, like, of Ray's, like, actual, like, uh, um, appearance, the one really cool thing is ever since he got his cad, he's actually been quote unquote evolving kind of, he's been growing. He's yep. been like actually getting more muscle mass. Yeah. And like, so when he gets to Galen's, he's like wearing his, like his like entry level um, uniform.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, it- Did, did um, sorry to cut you off, but like, since you're talking no. about it, I thought it'd be a good question. I can't remember Stephen. Um, didn't like Viv make him get a haircut for that.
0: Oh, yeah, no, because, like, he was, like, he had, like, a mop on (laughs) him, which is, like, how I pictured him. I pictured him with just, like almost like he's like never um gotten a haircut it's like down to his like chin it's just like a horrible mess dude it's a, sure.
1: that's why i love their dynamic so much though because it's like he's got a best friend that's a chick uh like a, a an attractive chick who comes from like a wealthy family who like understands the importance of like social aspects and like fashion and shit like that and it's like she's got he's got a friend that's literally like yo dude like i'm not letting you go into this place looking like that like, I'm about to freshen you up from, like, a girl's perspective, which you're going to want to have. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I'm going to freshen you up, and I'm paying for it, because I'm your homie. Like, God yeah. damn, where was that when I was in high school? Shit. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Like, I had but plenty yeah. of girls that were friends, but I don't think any of them were going to pay for my haircuts. No, my my school made sure my hair was always cut, so... <laughs> um, I, I got many threats from my principal saying if I don't go and cut my hair, they're going to buzz my head in the office. So. <laughs> private school. Yeah, you're private fun. school, though. Yeah, they're fun. You wear the same damn uniform for 12 years. You keep your um, hair like,
1: literally the same length.
0: Yep. Got to make it military. It's fun. <laughs> um, but I think the, I, I would have felt so bad for him because he was like on this. Like, he was on this ship going to his school of his dreams, and he's wearing a uniform that doesn't even frickin' fit him anymore. Right. Like, I honestly pictured him as, like, you know, like, Urkel. Like, with his <laughs> pants way too short, showing way too much ankle. You know, in the 50s, he was- Yes, Raiden, you did
1: it. do that. Don't ask if you did it. You know you did it.
0: <laughs> you did it. Don't you dare push those glasses up and say, I Did don't do it. I'll smack you. Throw you right in fucking space. Um but yeah no it's just so i would feel so bad for him like and i was I've, i'm so glad like the moment he got off the ship the dude was like quartermaster go right just go just go get that fixed well i'm like, glad Shut. that you brought that
1: up Stephen, because that's actually something that i wanted to talk about like a theme i wanted to talk about that you see a lot early on in the story and you'll see it later in the story is like there are so many times that i've wanted to feel sorry for raiden like i actually feel bad for him like 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 people look down on him, he's going through all these struggles. But Raiden is such an amazing character that his internal thoughts don't allow you to feel sorry for him because he doesn't feel sorry for himself.
0: No, because he he knew that if he spent time wallowing in his own self pity, he would never go anywhere.
1: He, it dude, he would it's in, just like be stuck in that like well, we situation. we'll talk on it more later because I do have a lot to say about that. But like that is one of the reasons why Raiden. It's just such an amazing character for me because I've I've had there are countless characters in other stories that I legitimately feel a lot of pity for like like I read their chapters and I'm on the verge of like crying like god this sucks but Raiden every time I get even kind of close to that he like shuts it down as if he's like speaking to the reader like yeah don't pity me like I got this
0: Yeah exactly he's like I I don't need to worry about that and there's even a moment when he's like walking through the institute where I think he, he like says he's like, I'm going to a school with filled with like the the universe's best specimens of the human of the male <laughs> female form. And you got this little short stature kid with barely any muscle mass. Right. walking around and like as he's in line to get his new uniform he just feels everyone's eyes on him
1: yeah and those he, are the scenes where i would want to feel sorry for him
0: and like and there was even moments where he like he felt it but then he would go back and he would think he goes oh i've i've experienced this my entire life right and like this, this is, is nothing. whenever i went whenever i went to matches at other schools everyone looked at me the same way exactly like, but back then they weren't giants, right. Him. right? like and Logan, so like Graham, him. bro,
1: I, that motherfucker's a grown ass man. What the hell is he doing there?
0: I, I thought he was just a tree that learned how to walk. Like, Logan, that he's a
1: gro- That motherfucker been eating his weedies since birth, bro.
0: Oh my goodness, I thought he was Gaston. For <laughs> on like, yeah, that's like, large.
1: like I always start off feeling or about to feel sorry for Ray, but then I always end up leaving the chapter in nothing but total admiration
0: for him oh yeah 100 percent. and that i think that just shows that that's just credit to the actual writers so to show to show that like yeah he's been given nothing but shitty hands but he has the mentality and the fortitude yeah
1: like he doesn't see it as like even when he gets because let's be honest he gets bullied dude he gets bullied a lot he doesn't see it as bullying he sees it as just like another obstacle to overcome
0: yeah, no, nothing. Everything is is a movable object to him. Yeah, not believe it, anything is permanently put in his in, in front of him.
1: So, Stephen, there is um, and I should have mentioned it earlier, but I forgot. So the like we're we're about to talk about part three. Uh, one of the things that like the way it starts off, it starts off with literally my favorite quote in the entire series from like, you know, one of those like historians that gives like those accounts in the beginning of the chapters.
0: Yeah. It is
1: the one where it's like, now I hand you my my life in soul, oh cruel mistress of battle. <laughs> I knew
0: you were gonna love that one. I was like,
1: bro, I had to I I literally had to stop reading, take like a second and go back and like <laughs> like digest that because I was like,
0: God damn, that is such a fucking baller ass quote. So like speaking of like really good quotes, um so up to the point, and this is kind of going to jump a little bit forward. Yeah, so like, yeah go ahead. Like when, when in chapter 13, when Ray is sitting in the crowd and he sees Aria Laurent on the stage. Yeah. And like he just has this urge and this like he, he can't describe it. He just has something that he wants and he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. And then there's this moment when when in the book it says abruptly rail Ray could feel the pressure of Shido's weight on his wrist, and it hit him. He wanted to fight Arya. Yeah, and like that just shows how the cat is a tool, but at the same time, it almost has a life of its own. Oh yeah, from where from where it's from, and how there's almost like this urge within Shido that's now affecting Ray a little bit. Yeah, to push himself, I, which dude, I think is so you that, said like, that whole-
1: You have no idea how like on the mark you are on this, Steven, <laughs> you have no idea how like accurate of a statement you just said until you continue reading.
0: And like, I'm really excited for that. Cause like, that just makes me more, I'm like connecting the fact that, okay, he has the, he has this S ranking growth. Yeah. What does that really mean? Cause everyone else kind of throws that, that ranking like, or that uh, ability to the, to the wayside. Cause they don't know how to expand on it. Yeah. But for him, that's his like, that's his foundation. And now we're, sh- we're seeing how that S-rank growth is not just allowing him to push um, his CAD to a higher level. Like, I think he, what, jumps, like, six ranks over the summer. Yeah. And now it's showing how it's actually pushing him at the same time to, like, put him in situations like, hey, like, fight people who are stronger than you. Right. And you're going to see a reward from it.
1: No, no, absolutely. And um, so, like... Uh, let, let let's 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 back up a little bit. Um, because I really want to talk about this. This is like a really good point. Um, so, all right. So, like, they get off the ship and they get to the school. Right, they get to Galen's. Um, yeah. and they're kind of like on their way to get to go to the like their assigned dorms and something very uh interesting happens raiden's like walking around minding his own business and then all of a sudden he slams into what he feels like is like a wall (laughs) and he looks up and it's this big ass fucking (laughs) like tree of a man looking back at him and right away the dude is talking shit like the dude is like you lost kid why do you look like you're 12 years old (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, he's like. when did they start letting kids into games? Yeah, it, that is
1: my boy, Logan Grant. And oh my God. Ray, like, obviously, like, I'll let you, Stephen, talk more about how Ray reacts to it. But my initial thoughts, the way that they describe Logan Grant, I mean, obviously, they say he has, like, black, red eyes, which is, like, very different than what you'll see in, like, other fantasies, like, in terms of characters you'll compare him to. But, like, when I think about Logan Grant, the way he's described now, He reminds me so much outside of the eye colors. He, in terms of like his build and like the black hair, the long black hair, he reminds me of a young Robert Baratheon from Game of Thrones.
0: Ooh, that's actually a really cool connection there. Like,
1: not in demeanor because Robert is like a man whore and like he drinks and jokes all the time, mm -hmm. but like just in terms of his physical build and his look, he reminds me of the way Robert Baratheon was described in his youth in Game of Thrones. Because people, people have to remember, the Robert we see in Game of Thrones, like in the current show or at the current time of the story, is not the – there's nothing like how Robert looked in his youth. In Robert's youth, he was like six foot six, nothing but pure muscle, had like long, thick black hair, had like these striking eyes, and then he had – he was like clean shaven. So he was literally like every girl's dream in terms of his looks
0: yeah and like that's exactly what um logan grant is at this point and ray i give him credit he tries to like be polite because he's new to the school he's not trying to ruffle anybody's feathers but it's more or less um grant is more or less giving him every reason to kind of step up and like kind of keep pushing each other and so at first he like ray is like oh dude i'm so sorry um I, I I didn't mean you. I didn't see you there. My bad. And it's because Ray is like so excited to be at this school. This has his, been his like dream school, and he's just excited. He's seeing everything, and he's exploring the map, and he's exploring all the different buildings because this institute has a ton of historical reference to everybody that's in a cad fighter as well as in the military, and so they bump into each other and automatically you have to think of the people who are going to this school all of these schools are definitely a type people who are they think they're the best of the best they're gonna fight every single chance they get they're not gonna step down they're not gonna back down and so like that just shows the difference between um logan grant and ray because ray is somebody who is empathetic to people he understands the issues that they're going through and so he's not going to be kind of the asshole right but grant sadly is going to be the asshole and so (laughs) at first ray apologizes and then grant's like no you know screw you you got in my way i hate you and so then they kind of start like almost you know getting to the point where they're about to start throwing fists and luckily viv is just like okay come on you know tiny hero let's go let's yeah go. we don't have time for this <laughs> and like it was just like it's r- like a beautiful moment of tension where i was like oh here's here's the school bully and like this is how their their rivalry starts and
1: forever. logan it i i just like i try to put myself in logan's shoes because i could tell right away like it'd be easy to write him off as like oh the the you know, the the typical bully antagonist in the first book, you know, that you'll get. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I could tell he was so much more than that just right away just because, like, he was an asshole, but it didn't seem like he technically kind of, like, wanted to be an asshole. It was more like the situation, like, forced it upon him in a sense. Like, Logan, you, you get the sense Logan was truly just minding his own business and then Ray just, like, randomly hits him.
0: Yeah, and it's it's all from perspective of right. how it was, and, and like- so
1: then there's there's like a specific part where they like mention that he he looks at Viv and he lingers on her a little bit longer than he like was looking at Ray, and right away I put myself in his shoes. I knew right away what Logan was thinking. Logan's thinking like like he can look at he's probably eyeing her. He can tell like okay she's a de- she's a decent rank. Like she's probably like a good fighter. Um, she's got a good build. She's very attractive what the fuck is she doing with this guy? <laughs> I know, that's exactly what he's thinking. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is she doing with this guy? And so, like, when they walk away, like, they much mentioned that uh, Logan is still staring at both of them. And I all I could think about was in his head, he's thinking, like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, 100%. He's like, it's like, like that's just going to be the enigma of the rest of his days. Like, I just don't understand this. Why? Yes. Like, how is this? How is this happening? Yes. <laughs>
1: And that's such like a like, yes, it's a little bit uh, superficial or a little bit kind of petty, but at the same time, it is a, a very real like youthful experience when you especially when you're in like a collegiate type environment or, you know, an academy type environment like th- that type of shit is going to happen socially.
0: Oh, yeah, 100 percent, especially in some place that's going to be this it's with a school that's going to have this many people who are at the top of their field in in any area Yeah, where this is going to be people who fought to get here. And this is what they, this is what it is. Yeah. Um, But now that we've got to talk about your favorite character, <laughs> I feel like it's time for me to talk a little bit about Aria Laurent. Oh yes,
1: dude. Yes. Who is
0: like a hundred percent my favorite. Oh, she's awesome, dude. Like, I don't think we talked about her too much in the first no, two episodes.
1: No, we, we didn't talk about her at all because I didn't want to spoil it.
0: Yeah, so Arya Laurent is one of, like, the highest ranked first year users of this class. And, like, normally, like, the highest rank is, like, a D8 or a D9. Yeah. And, like, she got into Galen's at on, on a D9 and then went through the summer course and is now a rank, is now a C rank, which no one can believe and so she is legitimately one of the strongest people there but the reason why she got up to that rank so quickly was because of her family she has two older siblings who equally had very high cads from right away so they 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 got their cads and they were automatically close to c rank right off the bat and so her parents knew or her mother, I should say, knew that there was a high possibility that she was also going to have a high one. And so in case that did happen, they wanted to keep that information somewhat hush-hush. And so she actually had a private, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Evaluation. Yeah, thank you. A private evaluation person come to her home to give her the test to see if she got a cat or not because they wanted to control the flow of that information because her family is a very high ranking family and has a lot of power. And so they definitely didn't want any information leaking out that they didn't have control over. And Arya was like, why can't I just take the test with everyone else? Why do I have to have a private tutor? Why do I have to do it this way? And like, she had to fight her mother just to allow her to go to the schools that she wanted to go to but she didn't even get that option she definitely was under the control of her mother and that causes a lot of tension between her and her mother
1: yeah because yeah, so, her mother is like uh she you can kind of tell she's that typical like cutthroat aristocrat who's like obsessed with you know the family name and the family image
0: yeah like if anything is if if anything's out of her control it makes her upset if anything makes the family look bad it makes her mad right and so it's she's definitely concerned about that kind of a thing
1: sorry i uh <laughs>
0: Even, i got like, we're here clicking on shit on our on our on our ZenCaster, <laughs> and i just see this hand pop up and i was like well cleveland has a question um... <laughs> yes cleveland what's your question for the class no question no question just being a fuckhead <laughs> <laughs> excellent um and so the only way aria agrees to doing this p- private evaluation is her mother says i'll let you go to galen's summer program and the summer program is where the top 16 candidates for the school get there get to go there early and do private training and they pretty much are there it's pretty much like you start school a uh, semester or like a month earlier or whatever and this the reason why Aria agrees to that is because she looks at it as I get away from my mother that much sooner. So if I swallow my pride and I just do the stupid evaluation the way she wants it, I'll get to get away from my mother quicker. And it just shows. And she even says that to her mother. And like in the book, it says something like um, for a moment there, I thought I saw an emotion of sadness on my mother's face. And then quickly realized, how is that possible? My mother doesn't know how to show that emotion. And it just shows like just how much frustration she has with her family and, and her upbringing, because she just so much wants to be a normal kid. And from the get go, she's never had that opportunity. And so at Galen's, she is now the top ranked user in her class. And she is brought to the front of the... Uh, um so she's brought to like the front of like the of the entire class in the school to say like hey look at this fancy um uh oh my goodness what am i trying to say oh no but like so she's pretty much like this the the best of the best or whatever right because and they do just...
1: because at first they um they present all of the cadets who were in the summer training program and aria was the greatest among them
0: yeah and so she's definitely somebody who is uh Who's, who's definitely had a a, a a a well-to-do life, but it's also not really gone her way. Um, but I think... Because, like, I want to get more into, like, their fight that's going to come up here, uh-huh. but I feel like we're already kind of getting too close to the end of our episode, and I kind of want to do that on its own episode, because I think that fight is... Oh, yeah, that really fight is
1: everything. That fight is everything. That That fight has so much towards it, like there's so much layered into that fight that leaks into later aspects of the story. Like that fight does deserve its own episode.
0: (laughs) So I think, I think at this point we're going to end on my little rambling spiel about Aria Laurent. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And, and she's going to be my, like, I'm going to get a poster of her in my bedroom and, you know, (laughs) tell my wife not to worry about it. Um, but no, um, so that's kind of where we are right now. Um, we were kind of all over the place with this episode, but I feel like that's just kind of who that's we just kinda of how
1: we're gonna do. So there, there's one last thing I wanna mention. Um, yeah. when they're getting introduced like when the I don't know, I forgot what his name is. The what is it, the general or the the director of the, the academy, Ramana? Do you
0: mean do you mean uh, yeah, um, Ramana?
1: Yeah, but I don't know. Gust, I forgot what Curdle. his official title is.
0: I believe he's a colonel.
1: Colonel, that's it is. Colonel Ramadoff, yeah. Um when he's introducing everyone, he says like you guys are now a part of the intersystem collective military. I want everyone to really grasp what that means. Like think about this. Like when it took me a while to grasp it and when I did, like my mind was blown. Like think about intersystem collective military. This is a world in which they've successfully colonized, like, seven different uh, solar systems. So think about this. Like, think about the military like this. Like, we have the American military. We have the U.S. Army, right? We have the American military. Then there's the Russian military, the Chinese military. Like, all these different countries have their own. Now, imagine Earth having just one collective military where everyone falls under that one. Like that one military, like everyone in the world is just under one military, and now times that by like a thousand, and that's what you get with the ISCM.
0: That's insane. That that that's amazing.
1: Like that's insane. Like I really took, the other day I finally visualized
0: that Stephen, and I was just like,
1: whoa, this is mind blowing. Yeah,
0: no, that's too much for one man to fully <laughs> fathom. But I think that'll that'll put us that'll give us enough to think about. And next week we will. We will get more into the amazing fight that happens between Arya. Oh, and a yeah. And we're going to break it the guest. fuck down
1: because there's a lot to yeah. break down in that
0: fight. I'm really excited about it. All right, guys. Thanks again for uh, listening to this week's episode, and we will catch you in the next one. See you guys next time.